This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is the G Podcast, episode 165. Yes, 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 yes. Heading up out of Black History Month 2023. Uh, Tanya B is here, Vi is here, and y'all, President Carter is still here. So don't be, yes. <laughs> let not your heart be troubled. Uh, he is still here. I, I, I don't know Tanya B. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But anyway, uh-huh. you know, go ahead, uh, you know, go ahead and, and just keep rolling. Uh, keep uh, skipping and singing along. President <laughs> Carter is OK. He's in hospital because last show we didn't mention it. So people were like, no, wow, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't mention we had a lot of stuff going on. Plus, you know, in, in our area, part of, you know, part of the country, man, I mean, he's gone through a lot as a president at his age. I mean, I remember, you know, he fell down. There's always something going on. So it's like, okay, he's going he's gonna to make it through. He may not make it through this hospice, but at least, you know, it is what it is. He's lived a great yeah. life. Am I, yeah, am I wrong in saying that? He's, he's a, a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is a fighter. He's the oldest living president. And we just, we just wish him, you know, all the, all the best, you know, and may his days, whether they be final or extend to just be the best and be comfortable and be, you know, he's around his family. What else can you do? Absolutely. Somebody said, hey, man, wow, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I hope, you know, the world doesn't, uh, you know, people aren't really, uh, I guess, in a negative state because I said, dude, I said, President Carter is like the oldest with longest living president in history. He is, yeah. You know, yes, he's, in he's history. old enough to be Barack Obama's great grandfather. And he's old enough to be Clinton's grandfather. So, you know, he's lived a long life. Am I right? Ooh. Why are you laughing? Yeah, you're, you're right. My pretty well, much. Yeah, lived a long life. Yeah, he's lived a long life. So, again, um, yeah, yeah, yes, very much so. <laughs> Planting. Keep in eating the peanuts. Absolutely. Keep peanuts. eating peanuts. Make you want to yeah. eat peanuts. But anyway, yeah, y'all. Live a long life. Yes, you do. Episode 165, this is the G Podcast. Tommy B's in the building. And, and you know what, Coach mm-hmm. Art, I don't know if Coach Art and I are responsible for the Hawks letting Nate McMillan go. <laughs> But we sure hell tried. <laughs> we put the effort in last episode. <laughs> we it's sent a message. I <laughs> <Yeah>. did it. Same <laughs> way y'all get that black man fired. Look, let me tell you, I bought just just for this, <laughs> just for this, because you said that. Howie the Hitman, who you know, Howie uh has been on the show before. Gotta give it up to Howie. How are you there, man? Oh yeah, how you all doing? Make sure, man. Don't don't try to go Barry White on me. We got to hear you, bro. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Howie the Hitman is here, and I wanted some insight from Howie, man, on this situation because it's weird. Because nobody ever talks about the Hawks outside of it. You know, when it comes down to the national shows, like you know, when you watch ESPN, Get Up, NBA Today, you know, Undisputed. You know, nobody really focuses. But all of a sudden, Nate McMillan gets fired, and it's another black man getting fired. But what people don't understand, if you follow the Hawks and you've been watching the Hawks all season, am I incorrect by saying this, that Nate got himself fired? Howie, am I? I agree. Yeah, I, I think Nate can't couldn't connect with these younger guys, man. And Nate is, Nate is an old school coach. He wanted to do it his way. His, his, his rotation is not you know, best player play. It's okay. You're, you're, you're 15, you're 10 or 15 minutes time for you to come in. Okay. Next, regardless of how you're playing, 
It's time to bring the next guy in. And I think the league has uh, it's kind of moved away from that. It's, it's whoever the best player who's 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 in the groove at the time. We leave him on the floor and let him play. But Nate, Nate, uh, it had, I don't think it had anything to do with color at all. And I'm not sure who said that. I think Stephen A. may have brought that up. But mm-hmm. Stephen A. and um, and what's his name out of Philadelphia? Uh, Tanya B. You and I were both talking about the Mark Mark Lamont Hill. Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that That's way out of bounds right there. Vi, yeah, what, what do you ex, say, Vi? Go ahead. The, the ex-Celtic player, the big dude. Oh, Kendrick Perkins? Oh, please. Yeah, Kendrick said it too. But you know what? Here's the deal. Again, we're talking about guys who never give us our props regardless. You know, I live in Atlanta, and for the folks who are Hawks fans, who listen to every game, who are watching every game, it was easy to see that Haw- that either – he was losing interest in the team or the team had lost interest in him. So I'm, I'm excited. And most of the, I mean, as a matter of fact, and, and, and people know this is what happened when they, when they got rid of Lloyd Pierce, they went on a winning streak. So a- after post Nate McMillan, the Hawks are two and zero. So, mm-hmm. you know, so give it up. <laughs> so, you know, they look a whole lot better. The energy's there. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but the bottom line is uh, the coach that they're looking at. And, and I want your opinion on Quinn Snyder, Howie, because, you you know, again, I bought Howie on because Howie Vi, uh, myself and Coach Art, we, we do the, the leftover sports podcast occasionally during the holidays. And Howie, what's your opinion of Quinn Snyder? I think Quinn Snyder is probably the best person out there out of the coaches they're looking at. I know they, a couple guys we know is a guy out of Boston, uh, Emmy. Um, a couple of younger guys who are assistants right now. But the thing about um, Quinn Snyder is he's a developer. I think he can take a young team like ours that don't true, don't really have a true elder statesman, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he can develop these guys and teach them how to play. And I think that's what the Hawks missing. They're missing that one guy who's been around long enough to say, Hey, you know, I'm not talking about playing basketball. I'm talking about, being able teaching them how to be a part of a professional basketball team. So that's some things on the court, some things off the court, mm-hmm. what you say to the media. That's what we, I think we're lacking. And I think Quinn Snyder can bring that um, and connect yeah. with these younger guys and say, Hey, listen, we're young, but this is how we do it on the floor. And then when you go home, this is how we do it. When you go out and hang out with your buddies, this is how you do it. That way we're not bringing any negativity into the locker room or any outside influence into the locker room. And I think that'll help us gel a little bit more. I agree. I agree. And, and I don't want to get into um, some of the local media. I'm going to wait until the end of the show uh, to address the local media. Uh, I thought it was unfair for them to uh, inc- require that, you know, certain players be leaders. And I'm going to say this as a former player of the game, uh, had a few coaches, played most of my life. Not every star on a team is a leader. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people who are superstars on a team who contribute on the court, but they're not always leaders. A lot of your (laughs) leaders on a basketball team, and in some cases, it's just like when you look at uh, Golden State, people think more so when they think of somebody who's a leader, who's making noise, they might say Steve Curry, but really and truly Draymond Green is the one pushing the narrative and fighting for the team <clears throat> off the court. So I'm just going to say that and I'll leave it alone. We'll talk about uh, media because I got to get something, a couple of things uh, before, uh, you know, to get your insight on this, Howie. NBA All-Star uh, game, man. And, you know, I'm, we're in the midst of NBA, you know, NFL season's over. Uh, baseball's about to start. I don't know what the heck. Yeah, Mar- March yeah. Madness. Yeah, March Madness. March Madness. You got March Madness around the corner. 
the XFL. Well, I don't know what that is, Rock. You're going to have to explain. But anyway. But, <laughs> but anyway. Like, but dude, I, I just, you know, we'll, we'll see what that is, if that can hang around, if it even stays. But insight into Again. the NBA, NBA All-Star game, lowest ratings in uh, 20 years. Uh, it started off okay if you watch the NFL. I mean, the, 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 what do you call it? The skills contest was okay. The slam dunk contest had a twist. That was a big thing. Yeah. yeah that because was it. you had, you know, the white guy who apparently can't jump. McClung. Mac McClung. Why, yeah. And Mac can jump. Yeah. But the game was horrible. The game, I mean, no competition, uh, basically no defense. Everybody shooting threes and dunking. It was probably they were just one, playing, right? They were just, they were just like it was like you know, like uh, how do you call street it? Street ball, I, I, like say was street balling. It was no, it was just all they no. were doing was basically shooting just layups. shooting shoot layups. layups. But shooting but the green. the look of it wasn't competitive. So what what do you what do you say about the NBA NBA All Star Game, Howie? Uh, it just happened. Should they continue, man, with this? Well, I think they have to have some type of incentive. Didn't baseball go to an incentive? Whoever wins, get home uh, home field advantage to play in a World Series. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. any incentive to win the NBA All Star game. That's a good uh, they, point. Yeah, they tricked it out a little bit by letting you let certain players draft their own team, and it's not necessarily East versus West um, uh, in a sense. But you know, I can draft my own guys. But there is no incentive to win. Everybody get their bonus money. Nobody wants to get hurt. Yep. And so it's like, hell, let's just have a good time. And, and back in the day, well, I say back in the day, in the eighties uh, and nineties, these guys were competitive. I mean, if they were just drinking beer, they were competitive at it. So when they got on the floor, they were equally competitive. Now these guys about, hey, I want to survive. I want to make my money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get hurt in this game. And yep. uh, there is no com- competition at all. It's horrible. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it, all it is is a demonst- yeah. it's like a demonstration game. You know, no, it's, cool it's, a, it's a money bag. It's, it's a yeah. money bag for the, the NBA. That's right. really all it is. Yeah, because there's no. Would you say there's no structure? I mean, like it, it was so to me, and I know we got to move forward. But yeah. for me, usually, you know, you you look at it just kind of for the hang and whatever. It's like I forgot the game was on, and then when I remembered it was on, it was almost over, and I was like, oh well, I guess I'll see the score later. You know that excitement that used to. That's was the excitement that used to come with it. Would you yeah. agree? It, it just it wasn't or it isn't there. No, it's gone. I mean, I will tell you, I'm a child of the '70s. All of us grew up in the '70s, and we remember how hard fought those all-star games were. And the thing that bothers me about the new all-star game is they're still really erasing the records. So if players are getting points above, then it erases the records from the guys who play competitively in the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. and 90s. I just don't think that's fair because they're not really playing. You understand? Right. What, does that make sense? They're, they're oh, playing yeah. around. They're playing around. No, they're playing around. Just get rid of the game and make more skills contests or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would do. And, but, you know, uh, the NFL Pro Bowl tank, too. People, I don't know if people really want to see these uh, about you know, that too. Battle of the Network mm-hmm. stars looking games. You know, it's just like, I don't know, <laughs> oh, you went there. I don't know if they want to see that. So anyway, yeah. um, they just you know, it for the money, just get rid of it. But I think that's mm-hmm. a good idea, Howard. I think, I mean, Howie, when it comes down to it, man, why, you know, why not just say, look, the winner and just, I, I see, I believe in going back to East West. These, you know, right. I, 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 I never was a fan 
of allowing these guys to pick their team. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of East West and then give the, you know, the incentive to the team or the side. I, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Incentivize them to the point where it helps them in the playoffs, maybe. But yeah, I'm, I'm with mm-hmm. you on that. Right. Yeah. One more thing, man, and I'm going to let you go, Howie. Uh, Lamar that's Jackson, it. man, what's your prediction? I think he's going to stay where he is, man. Just think uh, they built their whole team around Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Now they mm-hmm. brought Todd Monken in there who can, who's, who I think is very creative and, and can use the tools that he have. And uh, I don't think any, I don't think anybody else should, especially the uh, Falcons should throw that much money after an end one person and mess up what they're trying to build. This, this we, we, one person is going to take us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Get you Lamar, know? you got to get money and draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm telling right. you for Lamar's sake, why go back into another Baltimore? Why go back? You know, why go exactly jump back into a situation where you don't have your tools around you? That's right. crazy. Baltimore. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Right. Howie, man, right. any, any other yeah. thoughts, man, about what's going on, what you're seeing? Oh, well, I mean, hey, uh, I just want to say I appreciate you all like all the time. I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, and I, Miss Tanya B, I'm going to definitely cook something that you send me soon here. I haven't, my, ah! I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an empty nester, so my wife and I are usually going out to eat. We're not cooking too much nowadays. But, um, hey, man, uh, just keep uh, keep these uh, the, the Syria people in your thoughts and then the Ukraine people in your thoughts. That's uh, that's a mess over there, man. I know we're not, we're, we're not in church or anything, but, man, just keep those people in your thoughts, all right? I appreciate you having me on today. Hey, well, let me, let me ask you, man, because we're going to get into that afternoon. Uh, we'll go to news and just go, Howie. But I, I do want to ask you. He on the phone, uh, Tanya B. I got you know what I'm saying. We'll get him okay, in for right. a full show later. But but what I'm saying, like with Ukraine, you think? Do you think Biden's too deep into Ukraine? No. So I, I I've had a couple of conversations with some people I really respect, and he seemed to think. Uh, they seem to think we're sending too much money over there. We, we cannot, we've been a country, uh, the United States and definitely NATO, cannot allow Russian to just say, or uh, willy-nilly start taking over property. Man. You, you know, it's not yeah. eminent domain over there for another country. Yeah. You just can't say, okay, you know, and we have to do something. And, and I don't think we should send people. I don't think we should send our young men and women oh. over to fight over there. Absolutely not. Hmm. But absolutely, we have to continue to support them in any way we can, uh, Militarily, financially, and, uh, and then we got to go over and help rebuild that country. Man, it's, it's going to be a mess over there for a long time. Okay. We have to be a part of the, part of the rebuild. All right, I got you. Appreciate you, man. Let me give it up for Howie. Hit man. Howie, Howie. Good Howie, stuff. Appreciate Howie. you. Y'all ladies won one. All right, I'm going to let y'all go, man. <laughs> hey, man. All right. Peace my, my Celtics won one. Thank you, Howie. <laughs> all right, all right. I got you. Appreciate, right, appreciate you, Howie. Appreciate you. All right, man. talk to you all later now. All right, bye. All right, thanks. All right, y'all. Appreciate it again, Howie. Appreciate you jumping on. Hey, let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike, and uh, we'll jump uh, right back in. And we got a lot to discuss on the news side, so we'll be right back. Here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. The end of this week marks the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. On ABC's This Week, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says it's time for the U.S. to get tougher by supplying F-16s. I believe a decision will be imminent here when we get back to Washington that the administration will start training uh, Ukrainian pilots on the F-16. They need the weapon system. 
According to Politico, last week, five members of the House argued that providing the jets could tip the scales in Ukraine's favor. President Biden made a surprise visit to Ukraine Monday to show the world, including the American public, that the U.S. is committed to helping that country. This is the first presidential trip to a war zone in which the U.S. did not have a military presence. Russia's war with Ukraine is nearing the one-year mark. Here's the president. That dark night, one year ago, the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. Seems like a lot longer ago than a year, but think back to that year. Perhaps even the end of Ukraine. The president also promised $500 million in additional military aid, which will include javelins, howitzers, and artillery ammunition. There was no word on those requested F 16s. In Poland Tuesday, President Biden said the U.S. will continue to support Ukraine, while he also focused on the failures of Russian President Vladimir Putin. He still doubts our conviction. He doubts our staying power. He doubts our continued support for Ukraine. He doubts whether NATO can remain unified. On the same day in Russia, Putin delivered something similar to a State of the Union address, where he blamed the West for starting the war in Ukraine. He announced that Russia would suspend the New START nuclear treaty with the U.S. and promised there would be a new fund to help those who had lost loved ones in what he almost always calls Russia's special military operation in Ukraine. The U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments Tuesday from lawyers representing Google, the Department of Justice, and the family of a 23-year-old American woman killed in Paris by terrorists in 2015. The family of the woman argues that Google acted as a recruiting platform for the Islamic State by recommending Islamic State-related videos through its algorithms on YouTube. They just send you stuff. It's no different than if they were sending you emails. That's affirmative conduct. That's the family's attorney, Eric Schnapper. Some legal analysts believe the court will probably side with Google in this matter. In sports, the Atlanta Hawks have fired head coach Nate McMillan. A lot was expected from the team this season. The Hawks currently rank eighth in the Eastern Conference with a 29-30 record. Star player Trey Young and McMillan also had their issues, but reportedly worked things out. Wednesday, the man convicted of killing hip-hop artist Nipsey Hussle was sentenced by a judge to 60 years to life in prison. Eric R. Holder Jr. was found guilty of the 2019 first-degree murder and was convicted on two counts of attempted voluntary manslaughter and possession of a firearm. Although Holder pleaded not guilty to first-degree murder, he never denied that he killed Hustle. Nipsey Hustle was known as Neighborhood Nip in his Los Angeles community and was a Grammy winner who dedicated his life to lifting up Crenshaw, where he grew up, and also owned several businesses. While the community of East Palestine, Ohio, struggles in the aftermath of the recent toxic train derailment, the area has also become a political target. We've been getting our news from the real news and from the fake news. That's former President Donald Trump, who came to the area Wednesday. Democrats are taking advantage of Trump's visit to the site by focusing new attention on the former president's record of rolling back regulations on both rail safety and hazardous chemicals. Even Trump was a bit restrained. They could have been a few two weeks earlier or- at least a week earlier. I guess it came from the top. A comment there about the response by the current administration. 
A judge sentenced R. Kelly to another 20 years in prison for a different set of sex crimes, including several child pornography charges. 19 years will be served concurrently with his existing prison time. That means just one year gets added to the end of his 30-year sentence. In September, Kelly was found guilty on three counts of child pornography and three counts of child enticement while being acquitted of a fourth pornography count and a conspiracy case tied to a trial in 2008. Disgraced Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein was also sentenced to 16 years in prison. That time gets added to the 23 years he's already serving as a result of sexual assault allegations that started the Me Too movement. The jury found Weinstein guilty of rape and sexual assault in December for his second criminal trial. In sports, the Atlanta Hawks management is now talking about the decision to fire head coach Nate McMillan. Felt like this was the the time to make a change. And um, that was the sense that I've gotten, something that I've read on, and this was uh, this was my decision. That's GM Landry Fields. Assistant Joe Prunty has taken over as Atlanta's interim head coach. And Brittany Griner has signed a new one-year deal to continue playing with the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. Democrat Jennifer McClellan easily won a special election in Virginia to become the state's first black woman in Congress. After she is sworn in, there will be a record 28 black women in the House of Representatives. Congratulations. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. A lot of black women, man, doing their thing in Congress. Yes, you got to give it up for them. Yeah, Yeah, black history. Black history. Definitely black history. Uh, black future, black now. <laughs> we have, no, black, we need it, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, speaking of we need it, it's really sad. I mean, it, it's tough uh, to report politics, um, you know, in these days. And, 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 you know, we spend a lot of time kind of mixing it up on the show because you got to deal with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, and the amazing thing is when I hear her talk, I say, damn, this lady's in Georgia. I feel bad for her district, for, for Dalton and Rome, because but they voted her every, Yeah, they did. But every time she opens her damn mouth, it's never <laughs> anything. About and, and no, it's almost like how you would cringe when Trump would open his mouth. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but he was the president. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, but for her to get on this thing mm-hmm. about civil war, you know, it's just like you could. You, I tell you what, why don't you take Rome and Dalton and your district? Out of Georgia, if y'all if y'all want to make you know y'all want to create you know mm-hmm. secede from the union, you know mm-hmm. Georgia, we gonna Atlanta, you know the rest of Georgia, we'll stay where we are and y'all secede, do whatever you want to do. But it's it's just really, I mean, you know, I feel I feel bad for the people who did not vote for her, who can see through the the cult, you know, that the cult. The yeah, cult the, of she's embarrassing. You know, she's and she's embarrassing to women. Yeah, just across the board, really. I I you know I as a woman you know, but I I tend to yeah I would yeah to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I read I read that to the world. Yeah, to the world. Guy, yeah. We keep voting in, though. Don't keep voting her in. No, they 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 can. Yeah. yeah. See, look, she's not coming to my neighborhood, and I know she's not coming to your neighborhood. Nope. So nope. Hey, uh, Vi, I want to ask you a question, man. Do you think uh, I asked Howie? Do you think uh, Biden spending too much time in Ukraine or with Ukraine? You think? You know, we got to help him out. We can't act like we're out on our own. The same thing happened to like in World War Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, we let if we let them do what they're gonna do, eventually they're gonna come over here at us. That's true. 
Yeah. So we got to do something. Oh, but who else is this? Is anyone else helping Ukraine more than the U.S.? Well, apparently NATO, you know, we're talking. Yeah, NATO's, happening. NATO's involved. I don't, really have, I don't think we should send troops over there. No. Don't, oh, no. 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 Oh, no. Send no troops over there. Just keep sending all, you know, artillery, weapons, money, you know. Well, there's an argument about, uh, you know, Biden refuses to send F-16s. You know, he doesn't think that it's time to send F-16s where, you know, of course, Lindsey Graham. When's the right time? Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, is the army telling him not to send them? No, he's made a decision. It's not time. And as a matter of fact, I was watching him on one of the Sunday shows. And they were asking him, you know, what he thought. And he said, no, I don't think it's I don't think we're in a position where we need to send. Them. I agree with. Him. OK, OK. The other thing, just real quick, y'all. Um, if we reelect Biden by the end of his term, he's going to be 86 years old. No, um, no, no, no. Do you think age is an issue? Does it bother yes, you? It is. It, it bothers you? The dude almost 90. <laughs> <laughs> and the Republicans on, are saying, the Republicans, you know, the Republicans are cold. You know, they they'll say anything and do anything. So they're like a vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala. I mean, <laughs> oh, they they look. They had what was that old man? Strom was it Strom Thurmond? Who was like a hundred years old? Yeah, he got to do something. test or something at eighty-six years old, dude. Oh, sit down. Well, what's the alternative? You always tell me, what, hey, what's the alternative, bro? Don't we don't have one right now. We got time. They better find somebody. They better hurry up. We don't well, have that anyway, much time now. 2024, of you course. You think going to make it out of You think if he make it in at 86, you think he's going he gonna to finish it? I don't know. We'll um, see. I'm just saying. I'm just asking the questions, man. Also, no. just, just real quick, I want to get into this. Fulton County, we didn't get a chance. Uh, thank you, Syracuse Mike, for sending the headlines. Uh, but Fulton County... I, this whole situation with the election fraud case, uh, the uh, the grand jury, it just looks like it's botched. Um, the juror has been on running around like it's a reality Everywhere. show. Everywhere. <laughs> and she's a young girl, too. Yeah, she's like... She, you know, she's going to get her 15 minutes, trust me. She is going to... She is getting her 15 minutes. Is she not? They kick off the jury. Is she, she not? is running around like it's E. You know what? What's Teacher. the entertainment? She's running around like she on, like she on a reality show, and she's the star of her own reality show. Kick her off the jury. No, well, she's off. I mean, that jury's done. They got to pick a. They're going to pick a new one. So she's done. It's it's just a matter. The judge has said that um, the jurors. I think they can they can talk about it's limited what they can talk about, but they they can still talk to the press. So she's doing within her parameters is allowed. Okay, that's the judge. Then the judge is allowing it. No, judge is allowing it. But anyway, do you think the case is compromised? No, based on what based on what she's saying. I'm not gonna play it. Okay, you don't think it's compromised? No. Okay, Tanya B, you think it's compromised? Let me first say this. Um, I, I, I believe, yeah, and it's very close too. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like I wish she just be quiet because I don't care about her. Yeah. Girl, go sit down and fold the laundry, okay? Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, she is really, out there, really. like just it's kind of embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know. When you, you know, it's almost like she she's job hunting for a, a reality TV slot on like the Zeus Network or some network that people don't have having their homes. What was the Honey Boo Boo? What was the show? What was that? <laughs> 
uh, oh god that's exactly yep like that she probably honey boo boo's cousin don't forget they're from georgia they're from georgia Georgia. too now Mm -hmm. you know they probably related to honey boo boo all right y'all she should eat boo boo yeah i gotta do this um i want to play this and and a lot of you guys have heard about as a matter of fact here's the deal you can go to castropolis.net uh the people poll is there uh, would love your comments and your feedback on uh, most of the stuff we've talked about today. But I definitely want to get your feedback on Scott Adams, who is the creator of Dilbert, who just lost his mind. And and I, I don't know, because when I first heard about it, I'm not a Dilbert fan. And, and, and quite frankly, mm-hmm. one thing I did not know is that he had a show with Dilbert, Dilbert Cartoon. Okay. On U- UPN, and they canceled it because UPN went in the black direction. OK, so maybe he's still pissed off <laughs> about the fact that he got replaced by Moesha, you know, so yeah, may- no. maybe maybe he's still a little pissed because of that. But but let me here's the deal. I want you all to hear this is courtesy of TMZ. Uh, he has a podcast. And what's the name? Uh, I think it's Real Coffee with Scott. It's a weekly podcast he does on YouTube. He made this statement based on uh, a Rasmussen poll. And he's going to talk about the poll within this conversation. I'm going to play for you. I want you to listen to what he says, and we'll we'll talk about it on the other side. Here we go. Uh, well, Rasmussen poll uh, had a uh, provocative little poll today. They said, uh, do you agree or disagree with the statement, uh, it's okay to be white? That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters and and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said uh, no, it's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That, That actually, that's like a real poll. This just happened. Did you have any idea? <laughs> would, would you have imagined that that could have happened? So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now, because I like you know I like to be on the winning team, and I like what? to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, <laughs> that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you could you can find the the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think uh, I'm okay to be white, which is, of course, why I identified as black, because so I could be on the winning team for a while. But I have to say, uh, th- this is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. I don't know that that's ever happened before. You know, normally you see a poll, you just look at it, and you go, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh, this is interesting what other people think. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white, because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I'd accidentally joined a hate group. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because <laughs> there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you know, I have a very low black population because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way, 
Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon <laughs> when, when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because <laughs> it doesn't seem like it pays off. <laughs> you do like that. I've been doing it all my life, and I've been the only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. The, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. First of all, about 72 magazines, newspapers across the country dropped his ass after he said that. And, and second of all, he needs mental help. I mean, he there needs to be a, a mental evaluation of this guy. Thirdly, does anybody, I, I had never heard his name, you know, in, in terms of any, is, is there a Scott Adams NAACP fund that yeah, or, yeah, him and Rachel Dolezal. That's yeah. what I'm saying. What yeah. have you done for black people? All right, so why didn't he tell us what he had done? That's what I'm that, that, Right. Uh, oh, Trump said the same dude. thing. He never, he couldn't quantify. But let me just say this. This man did not just wake up and have this opinion. Trust me, he's been oh, feeling this way wait. for quite some time. And he just oh, said it. So this is nothing new. Yeah. As I, as I say, like, Tanya B, he said the quiet part out loud. That he's been yeah. in his head. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry he, to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I just say no. I just say you need to go get peanut and then need to go yoke his ass up. That's all there is to it. <laughs> he had the nerve to call us a hate group. Do you know what a hate group does, dude? Let me tell you. A hate group yeah. was the insurrection of January 6th. That was a hate group. That was inciting hate that. and a riot. You know what? White folk hanging white folk. We ain't doing let's like let's can't let's can we cancel him? Can we please just cancel? Well, let, him? let me say let me say this first. I got a problem with Rasmussen. And, and I, I, I definitely I'm familiar with Rasmussen and their, their uh, presidential poll, all their polling. And why would you even do a fucking poll like this? You know what I mean? Why would you even, you know, put that hornet's nest? I, I know a lot of this has to do with the quote unquote, again, white people fucking with woke. It's their thing mm-hmm. right now. That's their thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 all about this, quote unquote, woke culture that they're trying to uh, actually get a handle on by doing polling on it. But uh, I'm here to tell you, um, you know, whatever decision people make regarding whether or not how they support this guy. First of all, he was a Ma- he's a MAGA supporter, you, you know, and I don't think a lot of people knew that in advance. He's a, he's pro Trump. Uh, he doesn't. But so. So, you know, in a lot of cases, you're, you're 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 he's out there having this conversation on his show as if he's been helping black people for years. Uh, and, you know, again, he is the United Negro College Fund. And I, I most people, if you said his name, they say Scott, who? Am I right? right? Like who? Who is that? Who is yeah, because I didn't know his name. Well, I've heard of Dilbert. I've heard of the the. the they barely the know Dilbert. It, 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 I've know. never right. I never read it. It wasn't like he was Odie and Garfield. Go ahead, explain Bob. to me how 
How does white man identify as black? Rachel Dollars? That's Rachel Dollars. I'm telling you, he it read the Rachel Dollarzell book. Bizarre. I would look at this man and say, dude, how are you? It's I, bizarre. You, oh, look, look at Nikki Haley. It had one eighth it's of bizarre. an eighth of an eighth. It's bizarre. Get it's bizarre. Get I just next? wanted to play that. Uh, we love, I'd love your feedback. Go to castropolis.net. Love your feedback on that. Uh, go to, you know, you can leave a message on the people poll. Uh, you can go to our social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Would love your feedback on that. It's it's just bizarre. I I I I listened to it, and if he were actually out there like that, you know what I mean, in in name and people know he's giving, and, and you know what, he might have receipts. He might come back and say, "Here are the receipts," but still. I'll leave it at that. Y'all, you still y'all, can't say mm. that. Whatever kind of receipts you got. <laughs> you ain't got no damn receipts. What the hell? All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's take a quick break. Um, <laughs> and we'll come back and do something joyful with the tea. How about that? Time? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I need some humor and a right. benediction. Right. Oh, so here we go. All right. The Harold Michael Harvey Book Collection is a collection of books about civil rights in America, told through the eyes of people who envisioned it and fought for it in the days when hope unborn had died. And now is the time to step up your reading game with books that goes inside the issues. As the Negro National Anthem puts it, that with a steady beat has brought our weary feet to the place from which our fathers sighed. The Harold Michael Harvey Book Collection will prepare you for a meaningful discussion of black history with an eye towards a black future. The collection includes Justice in the Round, Freaknik Lawyer, The Duke of 18th and Vine, and My C.T. Vivian Story. Books are available at HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. It is Say the Quiet Part Out Loud season for these people. That's all I got to say. Here we go. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Tanya B, take us away. What you got? All right. Well, this is why that boy that what's his name is mad. Okay. First, I want to say this was the year of the Night of Black Excellence. Angela Bassett, Abbott Elementary. Beyonce now has 25 NAACP Image Awards. It was great to see Brittany Griner, the best man. Will Smith, the only entity that recognized emancipation, and he was a damn no-show. But it was great. To see, you know, we... Yeah, we expected, you know, the black excellence that we saw without Anthony Anderson hosting. And I guess uh, Dilbert is mad because um, all Viacom channels, including country music television, had to air the Image Awards last night. Okay. Hmm. But you know what? Let me say this. Say it. Viacom was rude as hell. Paramount, the way they cut the speakers off. Mm-hmm. The way they like were, the they were running the damn credits over Angela Bassett at the end of the show. I'm like, what are y'all doing? It was just rude. I, I mean, what y'all y'all that hungry to get to Miss Pat to the to another Miss Pat uh, show? Uh, 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 I mean, what, and, what, and get back to CMT Live on a Saturday night. Yeah, uh, they, they were, were they were really rude. 
and, and it was just so noticeable the way they were cutting people off. But go ahead. I digress. Okay. That was it. I just had to, you know, give the people a dap. Um, let's talk about, it's not Rihanna, it's Rihanna. Um, she and ASAP Rocky, as they prepare for baby number two, they're also planning a summer wedding in her home of Barbados. And one thing about Rihanna is like, she, you know, she's just a quiet giant. She does not have to work another day in her life. She has surpassed every artist as a top selling artist, like worldwide of all time. But I just want to say, what in the entire hell are these 100 plus complaints about her Super Bowl halftime performance being called demonic and saying it was over-sexualized? The woman is like seven months pregnant. She can't get out there. You know, she's not, um, what do you call it, twerking. So they need to go sit down because, you know, you know, 118 million people watched her perform and that was more than watched the entire Super Bowl. How many complaints? A hundred? Yeah, last last I saw was 103. Oh, please. Come on. <laughs> that, that's right, not, like, that's, right. That's that's minuscule compared to the number of people. That is one percent. Yeah. So that you know, one percent. <laughs> that's point, right, point, exactly. point zero. <laughs> Go ahead. So her last performance prior to having baby number two will be her performance at the Oscars of uh, her nominated song, Lift Me Up from Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. And that will be on March 12th. So by that time, she should probably be a good. Mm, oh, well, it's just like in about two weeks, but she'll be at least another. She'll be. Look, she's already have that baby for Easter. OK, yep. I'll just I'll leave it like that. OK, one thing I want to talk to you about, you know, I love a good documentary in this one coming to HBO in May uh, Donna Summer documentary representing Boston hey, my hometown um, it's called Love to Love You it is co-produced by her daughter Brooklyn and it really addresses a lot of things that were kind of those things you did not talk about especially back then like you know in the 70s and 80s um, her struggle with her deep faith and you know the shady side of the music business her father um, Reverend Gaines is very well known in Boston back at home and uh, it talks about how pretty much at the height of her career she was suicidal and that she was molested as a child by a church leader Um, so she really you know didn't have the easiest life and she had to leave the country to get work and you know, one thing about Donna Summer, she was a very underrated, just not an artist as in, you know, singing and writing and producing. But I mean, in terms of, you know, painting, she had a lot of great art showings and did a lot of great artwork. So I'm looking forward to that. But you know, one May. thing, one thing, uh, her mom, she moved her mom to Atlanta, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had an opportunity because she went to, I think her last record label was Atlantic Records. Yes. I think she yeah. ended her, yeah. she had a song on Atlantic. And uh, I got my finger on the trigger, loves and no, control. no, no. This was beyond that. After that, like okay, toward, uh, toward the end of her career, it wasn't a big record. Um, you oh, know, okay, yeah, yeah, it okay. wasn't a big record. But um, she gave. I mean, I talked to her. I talked to her on the phone. Uh, I was in Atlanta, and she was telling me her her mom was in Ben Hill because her mom lived in the Ben Hill area of Atlanta. So, uh, but she was very cool. Uh, yes, and I had a, and I told her, I said, you know, Don, I had a crush on you. Who didn't? She started laughing. Who didn't have a crush on her? So, but anyway, I mean, she was very cool. You could hear the Boston, you know, she, she yeah. was very much a Boston girl. So, you know, oh yeah, I, I look forward to it. I, you know, a lot of, I guess, the biggest complaint from some of the reviewers is that they don't spend a lot, a lot of time talking about the music. But you know, we kind of know what the music is, you know. People want to know behind the scenes. So, I'm, you know, exactly. I'm, glad, I'm glad they spent more time talking about her life because really people don't really get to know. And her her daughter, you, you mentioned her daughter. Brooklyn, yeah. Was, in, Brooklyn was part of this. Executive, of uh, co-producer, yes. Exactly. So, you know, a lot, a lot of these post, uh, you know, posthumously uh, done docs are kind to the legacy. 
So I'm glad to see that they did something for her because she was a good lady. What, what else you got next? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you know, at age but I had to get it in. I had to get it in. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, at age 48, uh, Grammy-nominated rapper Debrat, after suffering a miscarriage, she is now expecting a baby with her wife Judy. It's their first baby together. They use an anonymous sperm donor, and of course, you know everybody's like, "Oh, it's Jermaine Dupree, it's Jermaine Dupree." <laughs> no, just joking, just kidding. You know what? I'm just joking. Tigger ain't trying to settle down, <laughs> but um, yeah, she uh, Debrat had an embryo transfer, and she had a lot of other. You know, she had fibroids, and she had you know, a lot of things. She had a lot of surgical uh, procedures. Yeah. And some fertility issues. You know what? Uh, okay, let me. Let me uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm Christian. Muted. I'm a Christian. Um, you can. Uh, you can follow her pregnancy journey on their uh, We Reality TV show, Judy Loves Brat. And Judy actually has three children from previous relationships, and we just wish them the best. You know, they can afford to do a lot of things to have children that the average person cannot afford. So, you know, you just, you know, just take that into account. Janet had her, her baby at what age? 50? 53. But again, yeah. she had the money to go sit down and do what she needed to do. It's a tough journey, man. Even for even in your 40s. It is. Wow. Yeah. 48. Yeah. Yeah. What so else anyway, um, you know, there was a time when I think in the early 2000s that Nelly and Ashanti were the golden couple of hip hop and R&B. And then he messed up. They broke up. You know, he was out there twisty rolling with the strippers, popping out babies. And then he went and um, got Floyd Mayweather's leftovers, as in his uh, girlfriend, Miss Jackson. And now she and Nelly have broken up. I wonder who her next victim is going to be. But Nelly don't claim anybody. But the word is that the two, after all these years, have gotten back together. And you got to think about this. Ashanti never really had a long-term relationship with anybody after Nelly and Irv Gotti does not count because Irv Gotti just saw her as a side piece. So you know what? Wow. I mean, I think you know there may be some touring going on. It would be cool to see them, you know, collaborate because they both could use a hit record. And um, it will, you know, I, you know, I think if they don't collaborate and tour, mm-hmm. I think they will um, probably go to reality TV. Well, cool. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for her. Happy for her, and I'm, I'm happy for both of them. Yeah. And, and lastly, I want to tell you about, you know, everybody's favorite. You know, Beyonce is Beyonce. But Kelly Rowland just continues to prove that Destiny's Child is not the only thing, you know, on her resume. Uh, she is a lot of things. You know, she's more popular outside this country than in, as is the case with a lot of artists. And it's really a shame. But there was a time um, when she was actually more popular outside of this country than Beyonce, believe it or not. Mm. And you know, she's, she's got the commercials. She, you know, had some other business entities. And she's doing a lot of acting And now she has joined Team Tyler Perry This new film coming to Netflix Called Mia Culpa Stars Kelly And Travante Rose Who played Mike Tyson in that Hulu miniseries That nobody watched But anyway uh, It's about an attorney who's defending an artist Who's accused of murder But the good thing about I gotta say Tyler Perry you know, Is kind of walking the walk in that He's giving uh, Kelly uh, producer credit on this film So she's going to be producing her first film And he's a writer, director, and executive producer Wow! So I'm looking forward to that Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, we like, no, Kelly's like, she's a girl. You like Kelly. You never really heard like, you know, no real scandal about her or anything like that. She, you know, goes to work, raises her family. You don't hear about her or her, her husband, Tim, falling out the clubs or, you know, having side babies and like doing the Neo and whatnot. So, yeah. Good stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Kelly, you, you know, we talked about the situation where the guy on the radio tried to call Kelly out. 
about her. Oh no, she chin checked yeah. him. She chin checked yeah. him. She was so smooth. She should get an image award for doing that. Yeah, she, she carries herself well. You know, I, yeah. I, I like well, the way she. I'll give it up for her. Yeah. You know, for and just, one more thing. Yeah. Just remember, three three twenty three. Michael B. Jordan directing his first film, Creed Three, hits the big screen with uh, Jonathan Major. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I just got something real quick. Here we go. What you watching this week, Tommy B? Hey, I, I got to say, and you talked about the Image Awards, uh, you know, Angela Bassett and Beyonce won three. Chris Brown, Quinta Brunson, Ryan Coogler won two. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Panther won Outstanding Motion Picture, Abbott Elementary, uh, Outstanding Comedy. Comedy. But, you know, I didn't know uh, Kendrick Lamar and Drake got snubbed. They got zero. And as you mentioned, the big surprise was Will Smith getting the actor award, which I saw it. I, you know, I was going back and forth. And I turned back on. I saw his picture on the screen. I'm like, what they give Will? Wow. They gave it to a for emancipation, which was actually a good touch because he's not going to get it anywhere else. So, so no, but you know, of all, yeah. you know, if ben, look, ben Crump was there. So Will should have been there like he was down at that school <laughs> claiming he gave them $10 million with Ben Chip chasing ass Crump. Right. He should have been right. there too. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Hey, congratulations to my favorite director, Gina Prince-Bodwood. And she was a surprise because she won Best Director over Ryan Coogler. A lot of people expect it to be a sweep for Wakanda Forever, but she stepped in and won it for the the Woman King. So good stuff. Good stuff. She deserved it. She deserved it. No, don't she no shade to Ryan, but she deserved it. So give her her flowers. But we really do, in these days and time, Mm -hmm. need the NAACP Awards. Um, you know, uh, it offers balance and it gives, you know, a lot of our creatives uh, rewards that they don't Bruce typically Carter. get. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. In, a, in a lot of, um, you know, mainstream awards. Oh, yeah. shows. So I was excited about it. Um, the other thing, and, and I want to talk to you about this. Have you watched Harlem yet? The whole thing? I did. Okay. So, I did. Okay. So I you did. watched the season finale, seven and yep. eight. Um, yes. Just, I'm just gonna give you all the tease if you hadn't had, had a chance to see it. Spoiler, Amen, is uh, spoiler alert! Is this kind of, but not okay, the whole thing. It? But, but Angie, okay. Angie, a massive life decision is coming up, which they left coat like a. a <laughs> they left a cliffhanger for Angie. It is a there massive a couple of cliffhangers. Well, there were a couple. This was one. But you know the the bike, you know her on the bike was a massive yeah. life decision. <laughs> you know one one yeah. of the girls is about to start buying diapers. That was a massive uh, life uh, decision and cliffhanger that they didn't clear up. Um, and uh, so so I, I really have to give it to them. I think they resolved a lot of the issues we had with the show at the beginning of, of season two. It calmed hey, down. Angie. Well, it wasn't just Angie. Even I think uh, with Camille and Ty and what's her and Quinn I think they're all settling and I don't know if it it seems to me almost like the third season might be the final season I think they may only do three seasons of this I I don't see because this is probably the redemption and and the end for season number three I don't see it going beyond that but we'll see we'll see I thought it was good what do you think about season two compared to one you know, um, I, I did like that they they made it a, a bit more real because that first season, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch season two. Yeah. Um, you know, and just you know, real time. I like you know, real time problems. I really I give them credit for um, injecting the the issue with Quinn with not just you know her sexuality, but with the mental health piece. Yeah. yeah you know, and how her mother told her, you know, what it runs in your dad's family. You never knew that. This is where it comes from. And blah blah blah. Although Jasmine Guy with her her main goal that season was to go get her face lifted, which she probably <laughs> need to do. 
But um, you know what? No, you know what? I, you know what? Another cliffhanger is going to be. What's that? Ty sleeping with the mother oh, and the daughter. Oh, was that? Was crazy. Yes, was you know Rachel True, who is from the craft, from half and half, and, 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 Cosby and going back Cosby yeah. the craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see that coming, but damn, I didn't see that. I don't, yeah, but you're right. I mean, spoiler alert if you hadn't seen it, but that was crazy. I'll leave it at that. The other thing, just real quick. Um, if, if you watch, uh, power, uh, power book two ghost, it returns on March 17th. Apparently Wendy Williams is working on a reportedly, uh, they call a very homemade reality show. They're using um, the phone, but nobody cares. No, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be it's a shame. coming. We'll see. And she doesn't look mentally there. Which is interesting. She doesn't look well because yeah. for somebody to be as tall as she is and only weigh 138 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't Ooh, look all there. Yeah. She has that. She has, I mean, honestly, and I'll be, you know, I don't mean this in a, to be funny, it's almost like what um, Bruce Willis is going through. You know, she's not really there. And yeah. there was some talk about her having early onset dementia and that was kind of squashed. But this, there is, there Bruce is something with going aphasia, on. And it, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, went Quickly. into that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So um, also you, we didn't mention Judge Mathis is now leaving because he's been canceled on Warner Brothers. He but he'll be job. Byron Allen has picked him up. Yeah. So, so got to got to give it to oh, Judge Mathis for those George yep. Judge Mathis uh, fans. And Netflix is announcing that they're doing a reduced subscription fee in lower income regions. Now, I don't think that means the U.S., <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, but, but no, but here's the thing. Now you said lower income regions. They talking about black, oh no, black zip codes. I don't know. I mean, I think it. I think they mean internationally. That hasn't been clarified, but they're supposedly going to be offering reduced subscription fees fees in some lower income regions. So we'll see. We'll see. Let me tell you something. All right. One last thing, y'all, and and I want to I want to talk about this as part of the leftovers, and and I um. When we were doing the show last week, the BAFTAs were on. Uh, if you're not familiar with the BAFTAs, uh, that's the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. And, and you know, producer of the show, uh, the guy who really does the, gr- the great job at making the show sound great when we're finished with it. Uh, Millennial Nick kept shooting me the winners, you know, because it was mostly white. Typically, yeah, we'll yeah, a few, it was very, you know, black winners in there, Spike. But it was. But the thing that really came out of that was Ariana DuBose and yes, her yes, rap yes. <laughs> about women that went viral. And they, but let me you know, play it. If I, I don't know if you heard it. Let's go ahead and play it for folks who might not have heard it. This is courtesy of, of the BBC, BAFTAs. Uh, it's all over Twitter, all over social media, if you hadn't had a chance to see it. But you better you could, call Lin-Manuel Miranda. But here we go. Sandy Powell without fellowship. Costume queen, can you fix this zip? Up a ladies in the room. Supporting and leading all here, I presume. Home top, Dolly D. it got so bad why you shaking your head but it got so bad 
that she actually um, uh, deleted her Twitter, 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 because they were skewering her. The guy in charge of the Baptist resigned. Um, be, be, you heard about that, right? <laughs> you know that he was he was in defense. He was he was all out in defense, and toward the end, he, he eventually, you know, one of the one of the guys in charge of the whole, you know, putting it together resigned. Um, but but this is what this is how she explained it. And, and she was on BBC and this is courtesy of E. Uh, she was on the BBC and this is how she explained it. And, uh, it was a woman singing and dancing, being magnificent, celebrating women on stage. Well, that, Come on. That's what I wanted to do. It's like, honestly, it's not like I was like, hey, BAFTA, let me in. They actually called me, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but that's that was the assignment. Like, come celebrate women. And I was like, absolutely. Yay. And we did that. And it was yeah. So she did the thing. And and the big thing, the big meme that came out of this was Angela Bassett did the thing. So last night, if you were watching at the end when they were rolling damn credits over Angela Bassett. Over her face, right? Over her face. <laughs> Beautiful face. But toward the end, this is what Angela Bassett had to do, had to say when, when she accepted that big award at the end. But it was all in fun toward the end. You know, she yeah. said, Angela Bassett said she called Ariana. She she called her up and said, hey, are you OK? Because a lot of people were concerned, um, you know, that she wasn't handling it well after she deactivated her Twitter account. But Twitter, you know, how Twitter is. Twitter's hard. Let's all come off of Twitter. I mean, you know, I, look, you know, I don't do Twitter. So mm. Twitter goes Everybody hard in the paint. That's all I got to say in 120 characters. But mm. um, but, you know, that's the if, if you're wondering, God, what is this? Angela Bassett did the thing. That's where it came from. It came from BAFTA. So the other thing is, I just I just got to say, man, uh, Viacom, uh, Paramount, y'all got to do better with these awards. I, I understand it was on multiple uh, outlets, but damn, y'all got to do better, man, than just cut people off like that. So I last minute, um, just a couple of things. And, and want to thank Howie. For coming in and 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 talking yeah, to us, we, uh, so 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 I, I, let me let me give it. I'm gonna give Howie. Can I give Howie this? Like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> if I said no. <laughs> if I said no, don't do that. But um, Atlanta, the Atlanta radio man going after Trey, I thought was just horrendous. And, you know, I, I got, you know, when his perform when a guy's performance is not going well, you want to beat him up as a player. But when you question somebody's leadership and you're really not in the locker room or you're not dealing with the guy on a daily basis and all it is is rumor wow. in your window, in my opinion, it's just the wrong thing to do. And, and I just, you know, it was, it was so disappointing to me that these guys were almost like, it's almost like questioning your manhood. But my whole point is, and by you and I were talking about this, we play sports and, and not, not all the guy who always scores the most and, and, and contributes the most statistically is not always the leader on the team. That's just that the way good. it is. You can't expect the guy who it's just like, if you, okay, if you're in sales and you got sales people, the, the, sometimes the, the biggest contributor is not always the leader in the crew. 
Okay. So you have people who lead who may not be the biggest contributors, but they contribute and that's their leadership. His leadership is he's number two when it comes down to assist in the in the NBA. And he typically is either top ten and he's either ten or eleven when it comes Mm -hmm. down to scoring. And I will say this the three point shooting is off for the entire team. It's not just him, the entire team. They're kind of getting it together. We'll see how it does, but the leadership should come from where it's coming from now. Landry Field made the decision. He made the decision. He's he's taken uh, responsibility for making the decision on Nate. Um, you know, Trey stepped away from it, which I think was a smart thing to do. Uh, and and you know, bottom line is, it's not his team. It's the wrestlers' team. You know, they own that team. You go ahead, Tony. You, you were know, about to say. No, I, I just say you know sometimes less is more, and I actually commend Trey Young. You know, and he is young. Mm-hmm. You know, he's twenty four. Twenty four. I'm saying yeah, but I'm saying but yeah. for not being reactive to those two morons over there on the air, who we would like to believe are much more mature. Uh, you know, that was like they made like a high school dig at him, and I just expected more from those guys. And they are so they are so not a G. I don't even know what their names are. But Dumb you know what? I know them. And I, and I don't know. I know their names, but I, I'll say this. I mean, I get it. Say it. That it's a ratings thing. And, and you know, you want to create drama, but, you know, yeah. don't be the story. You know, talk there's about, a way to do it. Talk about there's the story. A way, there's a way to do it. And and I will say this. He, the guy's 24 years old. You don't hear like a lot of stuff about him in, you know, negative Outside of maybe there are a few right. stories that people, you know, they they want to point to no, the fact I mean, the guy makes 200, 200 million. He got a two hundred million dollar yeah. contract. You know what? What I want to see as a fan is what he does on the court. And I want to see him in the community, which he does. He's out in the community, he has a foundation in the community. Uh, so ultimately, I want to see him. I want to see him fix his three point shooting. I'm not I'm not concerned about it. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, hey, everything else is cool, but bro, you got to hit the three pointers. But my point is this, and I'll go back to what really matters is that questioning his leadership at this point, really and truly, this is a Landry uh, Fields and a wrestler family situation. They're dealing with it. They got a new coach coming. So let's move on. Yeah, go ahead, Tanya B. You were about to say something. No, no, I just think, you know, it's like, you know, don't expect it. And see, he's the kind of, I believe, the kind of young man, you know, who, you know, doesn't want to be all up in the video, if you will. He's not doing like the the puffy. And from what I understand, he does do a lot of community work, but he does it quietly and anonymously. And sometimes less is more. People give him, Mm -hmm. you know, the the side eye for not doing, you know, not what they don't visibly see as enough. But I'm saying he's doing things. and And I think, um, you know, again, with him having, you know, he's he's like in leadership training, if you will. Yeah, he's 24. And, and I will tell so, you, I mean, eventually, he'll have, you did. eventually he'll yeah, have. He'll but have. think about what you did when you were 24. I know yeah. I was out there tootsie rolling and partying <laughs> with my fake ID. Okay? Yeah, I was up in the club with my fake ID. $200 okay? million dollar contract at 24. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I love the connection with him and his dad. And I give his yeah. dad five on it for Absolutely. telling them, you know, you, you mess up my son. You ain't going to jail. I'm going to jail because I'm going to come up there and yoke both of y'all up. He'll be up there in Colony Square and Rick Cappy can't do nothing about that. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? I'll leave it at, I'll leave it at this and we'll yeah. move on because a couple of more things. Okay. Account- oh, I'm sorry. Accountability, definitely. Yeah. Um, but but ultimately, the ownership, because they could trade him tomorrow. You know, they, they could make a decision on trade. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating that. But as a player, you're here today gone tomorrow. You got to do like it's a temp job. It's like a temp job. Would you agree? You absolutely. I mean, you're here today, gone tomorrow. You're you're only as good as your last game. That's it. 
And I, and, and the fans, mm-hmm. fans don't want to hear that or believe that, but that's the way it is. You remember mm-hmm. that last game, how well they played, and that's how you position them. The other thing is I want to say to my, my folks in Macon, this is some crazy stats. Uh, Syracuse Mike, and we didn't put this in the news. Do you and, – and shout out to Middle Georgia, but damn, they got to fix this. Someone commits a violent crime in Macon Bibb every two hours. In, in Are you serious? Yes. Property crime is committed every 55 minutes. Somebody like got – Yes. They got to fix that. The city's too small. Um, and, and honestly, it, it's time for a new sheriff. They got to make, I would say, what's the law enforcement a, 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 climate same, like? You, you've been recycling the same people for years. Like Victor, like Victor Hill. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not comparing the two, but I will say it's time for a change. When you got mm-hmm. situations like that, you got to come on y'all. So the mayor is up for reelection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lester time for reelection might be time to, Lester. you know, call him on the carpet. That's ridiculous. Every few hours. You got a violent crime every hour. There's a there's crime committed on a property. That's crazy. Also, I got and, and you know, I've been hard on Nikki Haley and, and, and your boy, Tim Scott, in South Carolina. I have been hard on South Carolina. But here's the deal. I want to shout out South Carolina for the women's basketball team. Don Staley. Staley. Yes. Killing in the house. In the house. Yes. God. Don Staley, they are what twenty eight and zero. They've won well, thirty. What they want? They want thirty. I was saying. She <laughs> <laughs> need to go to the Hawks, baby. You know, I don't care. About, you know, black, white, female. We don't care. But 20, she's twenty eight and zero. They've won thirty five in a row, and wow. they've won forty one games in a row on their home court. You got to wow. give it up to the lady Gamecocks and Don Staley, head coach. They are fun to watch. That's the good thing coming out of South Carolina. So I'm going to be good to South Carolina this week, y'all. Don Staley just doing her thing. I love her too, man. She's just hard. She's, yeah. She she goes hard in the paint. She Don't goes hard. Her you girls. Somebody, oh, no. somebody call her, her girl, call them thugs, man. Somebody, you know, yeah. Somebody want to call, they play like thugs. Do they man, know where she's from in Philly? Where she's from in Philly? I know she did. She does not know what. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, she she is not splitting her verb. She she can conjugate a verb. And, you know, it, I like I actually like to listen to her talk because she makes too. sense. You yeah. know, yeah. don't mess with her. Don't, yeah. don't mess with Dawn. Dawn I mean, Staley she, is probably, in my opinion, she could she could coach an NBA team easily. Yeah, she's picked up the baton. What's that lady, Pat, whatever her name was, yeah, that other from lady Tennessee, coach from Tennessee. that passed away? Yeah. 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 But but women's basketball. Uh, NCAA basketball is just these days a joy to watch. More, more entertaining. <laughs> Would you, can we all agree? It's more entertaining. I agree. Than the NBA All Star game. <laughs> Definitely. All right, y'all. Hey, any, any final thoughts, uh, Tanya B? And we'll wrap it. You know, I, I just want to say, you know, as we come out of Black History Month and we move into National Women's History Month, I just want to make sure, and you know, I'll, I'll commit to it on the bird wire for the month of March, just to spotlight women. You know, like the Dawn Staley's and that sister in Virginia, you know, who are still, you know, we, we're not just the, this short month. This We Black History 365. And I also just yeah, want to say rest in time. peace to Low Jelks, the first black uh, news anchor in Atlanta who just passed away. He it, is black history as well. Absolutely. Give it to him. Good stuff. Bob, you got any, anything before you do benediction, bro? No, I have many things today, bro. 
Oh man, cause your son there is your son there? Is he cooking for you? He is. <laughs> no, I'm doing. I'm doing the grilling. But well, where is he? Come, come on in the back. Oh man, and bring Bo. They want to see you. Oh okay. Oh no. <laughs> Before we do benediction, <laughs> we get to see Bo. <laughs> so might as well. No, we get to hear Bo. All right, you ready, man? You ready? You ready? There he is. <laughs> that Junior. What it is, man? <laughs> oh, that, that's your mini me vibe for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. Tell him don't be cooking no bad burgers. <laughs> He's not cooking. I, yeah, he needs to say that to you. Don't be cooking no bad burgers. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I> can- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are right, you ready? You ready, man? You ready? I am ready. Here we go. You know, I didn't come here to preach to you today. Here's your inspirational moment with Vi. Let's see how you do with your son standing over your mm. shoulder. Go ahead. <laughs> all sin make us sinners, and all sin cut us off from our Holy God. All sin, therefore, leads to death because it disqualifies us from living with God. Regardless how great or small it seems, don't minimize little sins, overrate big sins. They're all separated from God, but they all can be forgiven. Romans 3, 22-24 Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely make us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sin. In other words, people, none of us is perfect because we're not Jesus. So, hey, all sins are the same. Big sin, little sin. So don't be judging nobody. We're all sin. Amen. 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 Thank you, Vi. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Appreciate you, Vi. Man, thank Amen. you so much. Tanya B., appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, again, y'all, make sure to go to castropolis.net. Love your feedback. We talked about a lot of stuff today. We definitely love your feedback. Appreciate you, Howie, man. Thank you so much. Uh, And for that, y'all, episode 165 is in the can. We are out of here. Peace and power to the people. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you. Peace. 23 for three. 23 for three. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.